Welcome to the Circular Economy Show podcast and our new fashion series, where we're meeting three companies working towards a circular economy for fashion. That means creating better products and services for customers, contributing to a resilient and thriving fashion industry, and regenerating the environment. I'm Seb, and in today's episode, I visit Europe's largest circular fashion hub, Advanced Clothing Solutions, or ACS where they help businesses to make money without making new clothes through rental, resale and re-commerce. I'll be walking the warehouse floor and finding out what's behind resale and subscription models, but I first started by asking ACS's CEO, Andrew Ruff, what do they exactly do? ACS, or Advanced Clothing Solutions, started over 25 years ago. It started off as a menswear rental company. The founders of the business bought Highlandwear inventory so kilts, sporins, waistcoats, jackets, they would rent those out to retailers and then the retailers would then rent those out to the end user. And then it's really evolved from there. It's always been involved in circular fashion solutions. We were involved in circular business before people were talking about circularity. Um, and the fundamental DNA of the business is garment longevity. Um, because once you make the investment in the inventory, you want to get as high a utilisation of that inventory as possible. Um, so the, the company has evolved. Um, until 2018, we were managing all our own inventory. But we really saw there was an opportunity for us to help fashion brands and retailers to enable and get their foot in the door of circular fashion so we started managing their inventory on their behalf. So that really allowed lots of fashion brands to be able to offer circular solutions quickly because we have a fantastic facility here. It's certainly the best of its kind in Europe. And we offer lots of different circular solutions, whether that is rental or whether that's resale, pre-loved, or whether that's re-commerce. ACS has been on a journey from a kilt rental business to facilitating clothing longevity through various models and for all kinds of clothing. But more than that, ACS is leveraging its experience, the skills of its team and technologies to provide ready-made infrastructure to support brands in bringing these business models to life. We've got a fantastic team. We've got a great intellectual property and that's basically the knowledge that our team carries because they've been brought up fundamentally in making clothes look really good for a wedding because that was primarily what we used to service was the wedding industry. So that ethos runs through the organisation and we take that ethos to allow brands because it's very important we are a partner. We don't want our brand to have any negative reputation. We're very much here about improving the reputation of our brands um, by partnering with ACS, a brand can be very assured that we are improving their sustainability credentials, for example. We are a B Corp and we've got one of the, um, the 10th highest score uh, in the UK. Um, and if you think about what we fundamentally do, which is cleaning clothes, which involves the use of water, um, chemicals, utilities, then that's a really proud achievement to reach, uh, the score that we achieved at becoming a B Corp. So that therefore allows brands to get a lot of comfort that by partnering with ACS that we're going to improve their reputation. 
Having spent time at the facility, it's clear that the skills of the team are a huge part of their impact. I wanted to know a little bit more about Andrew and how he ended up at ACS. For me personally, I joined at the end of 2009. Um, it was quite a big change in my career path because before joining ACS had worked for large organisations, um, some of which were publicly listed companies. Um, I joined um, at the time as CFO um, and I recognised there was a great opportunity to join a business that was wanting to grow and really make a change. It was quite, it was quite an interesting um, career path. We were a privately owned business when I joined. Uh, we took on private equity funding. We did an international expansion. Um, we bought a couple of companies. So it's been a really exciting time from that perspective. And then I became CEO. And when I became CEO, I really felt there was an opportunity for us to really expand the services that we, we offer. Um, I work with a fantastic team. We've got a really good exec team. Some of the exec team have been here longer than I have. We've got new members of the exec team, and that's been really good as well because you always want to recruit people that are better than you are. You want people that will come in and challenge you. And I feel now we've got a really good exec team. It might be tempting to assume here that the big opportunity is environmental, but Andrew was keen to emphasize otherwise. So why is it so important to start with the economics? And how does ACS do this? It's a very different dynamic to the traditional linear model because it's all about asset utilization. It's changing um, clothing from being a current asset or inventory to actually thinking of it as a fixed asset and having many uses over its lifetime. Once you get past the rental position of five to six rentals, it's more profitable than the traditional linear model. Now five to six rentals might sound a lot but when I tell you that we've rented out some dresses over 30 times, we've rented some trousers nearly up to 100 times, then that shows you the opportunity that there is on the rental platform. Then if we look at resale and pre-loved, we are working with garments that are sent to us by brands that are potentially being damaged or need repair. We can clean them we can then, then offer them to the next user of that garment. Um, the beauty of the pre-loved area is that it's growing really, really quickly. Traditionally, when people were falling out of love with a fashion item, which happens, then they would probably sell it on a marketplace. The brand isn't benefiting at all from that transaction. So some of the brands that we're working with have take-back schemes, for example. So they are receiving an item back from the end user. That comes to us, we clean it, repair it, then we sell it on a platform. Um, so the brand has benefited from that transaction. And then they've also benefited from the transaction where they're providing a credit note to the person that's returned the original item. So they're getting so much access to secondary income, well, previously they wouldn't have received any access to that income. So there's two very clear examples there, both in rental and resale, that are hugely more profitable than the traditional routes that follow. 
Then if we look at our e-commerce model, which is very much focused on working and helping with brands with the issues of returns, because we're actually, at Advanced Clothing Solutions, we are at the polar opposite of brands because we love returns. If you think about our rental model, we send out 3 million items a year, but we want to get those 3 million items back. So we're processing 6 million items a year. Brands don't like returns, but the, the issue that they have is that returns exist. They're a fundamental part, not only of bricks and mortar re um, retail, but also e-commerce. A lot of those returns that come back are damaged and they're potentially not being able to be able to be sold in their current condition. So therefore they, we, they get sent to us, we're able to clean them, repair them, and then they're able to be sold. So we are eliminating a problem that a brand is facing on an increasing level. After hearing a bit about the why and the what of ACS, I was very keen to see a bit more of the how. So Andrew and I went down to the warehouse floor to see their work in action. This is a facility that sees more than 3 million items of clothing run through it per year, where an automated system enabled by RFID technology responds to new orders automatically. The scale of the operation was genuinely impressive and hints at what might be possible. We stopped by a couple of the specific stations to find out more about their brand collaborations. Andrew, so I understand this is one of your latest brand collaborations? Yeah, very much so. Um, we're working with North Face. Uh, it's a really exciting uh, opportunity for us at Advanced Clothing Solutions. Just to give you an example of the kind of work that we do, that is the normal zip on the jacket. When we received this jacket, the zip was broken on this side. So rather than discard that jacket, we actually remove the zip. So therefore you have an open pocket and our plan is to remove the zip on that side so you have matching open, open pocket there as well. We could actually insert a press stud there as well. So you have a press stud there and a press stud there. So then that can then be sold to a next user of that jacket. So we are converting a jacket which has got a a problem and hard for North Face to sell, sell and we're converting it into another asset that can then be sold to someone else. So it's like a renew, redesign of the clothing. Exactly, very much so. So it's not just about repair but it's about the team thinking about how we can change the jacket to make it be able to use as, be used as many times as possible. And at what scale will you think about something like this? Is it every single individual piece you look at and you're like, right, how can we get that into a new program? Or are you trying to find like patterns that allow you to say, well, actually removing zip from pockets is a useful thing for us to do? Um, it's a mixture. What we've, we very much don't know what we're going to receive. So we receive the garments from, from the brand and then we work through the garments that we've received and our skilled technicians will be able to identify which items can be turned around quickly, which other items might need a bit of extra work, and then we need to check the commercial, commercial reality of whether it's worthwhile working on the garment to solve that problem. I understand the program that North Face are running here is at scale, relatively big scale already in the US, and you are gonna be their delivery partner for it in the UK. Yeah, very much so. It's really exciting because it's already tried and tested in the US and they're really pleased with how the program's running in the US. We're now partnering with them in the UK and once we get that up and running, then there's no reason why we don't expand that into mainland Europe as well. So it's really exciting. We've got any other repairs to show us. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> so 
Here's another repair here, a jacket that's come in. You can see there's a clear rip there above yeah. the jacket, above the pocket. We will be able to repair that and it'll look like new. Just sew it up? Yeah, just sew it up. Or alternatively, here's another one here where there's obviously been a rip in this panel. It's been covered up with taping. But what we would do would remove that and be able to replace that panel altogether. So it looks again, nearly like new. And again, how bespoke is that to North Face? Is that something that you're looking, you know, is our puffer jackets kind of a specialty of ACS? And again, it's, it's not just a speciality, it's just the way that we've adapted to be able to take the underlying ethos of garment longevity and working on different garments. But it's certainly not unique to North Face. As you know, lots of different brands have puffer jackets, outdoor garments. So what we're able to demonstrate is that we can work with this brand and there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to work with other brands who want to have a renewed program. And it's the craft of your team to be able to spot and to you know, develop those individual kind of longevity solutions. Yeah, very much so. So again, they're very of the mindset of let's reuse as garments as many times as possible. What do we need to do to the garment to be able to facilitate that? So Andrew, what are we looking at here? Yeah, well, basically what we're working with with one of our partners is a clothing subscription service, where as the end user of the clothes can build a virtual wardrobe of items so they stock up their wardrobe, then they get sent two pieces and they can hold on to those two pieces for as long as they would like. If they return one item of clothing, then they will automatically get sent another piece from their virtual wardrobe. So a person is getting access to a significant amount of clothing, but never needing to purchase the items. The beauty of that is you're rotating the, rotating the assets, you're rotating the clothing items, Someone will wear it, they'll return it, and then it's used by someone else. So you're cutting down on the amount of usage um, or manufacturer clothing, but people are still having access to a virtual wardrobe. In addition to that, in these days of high cost of living crisis, people are getting access to clothes that they couldn't necessarily afford by paying for a rental service. So it, it, it's a win-win because the brand is benefiting from it from a commercial perspective, because it's all about asset utilization, the assets that we have for garments, which are through everyday subscription, are the ones that have the highest utilization rate. Because rental's been very much associated with one-off events or weddings, but it doesn't need to this be that. This is part like of that. the shift that you're seeing, right, yeah. in general? Yeah, because it's becoming increasingly popular. People want to get access to clothing, but they can get access to it without having significant carbon footprint. So there's a win-win from an environmental perspective and also from the end user. They don't need to buy so many clothes. Uh, and also for the brand, they're making a, a commercial win out of that uh, offering that they're making. I can imagine something like this suiting me very well because I'm on film and events. I need to keep switching it up and it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, it's, it allows everyone to have access to a wardrobe. More and more brands need to adopt it. At the moment, we are working with LK Bennett and Moss Bros. Um, but we're just about to launch another partner. Can't say at the moment who that is, but it's a very exciting new brand. Uh, and I think that will drive us even more because once brands and end users start to hear about more brands adopting and offering this service, then it's gonna become more and more popular. It's so if you think about entertainment, 
we don't buy films, we don't buy videos anymore, we're streamlining it, we're subscription. It's just moving that ethos into the fashion sector. And effectively, you are the infrastructure that any brand, that your goal is to be the infrastructure that any brand can use to roll out their version of this LK Borough subscription, whatever it might be. Yeah, so we're enabling the brand. We receive the garments from the brand. That's the last time they touch the garments. Our warehouse management system is connected to the front end um, customer facing platform. We receive the orders and then we um, directly ship it to the um, user of that item. So the brand isn't involved in the logistics. We manage that all on their behalf. Seeing some of the brand collaborations in action, I wanted to know just how much the companies they are working with need to embrace a mindset shift. It's, it's an interesting aspect because the brands have to think about potentially reducing their turnover, but increasing their profitability. Well, historically they have always thought we've got to increase turnover to increase profitability. But by able to utilize clothes more efficiently and gain more revenue per that item, then you can improve your profitability. Businesses need to start viewing clothing as an asset that they can utilize over a period of time versus just an item they sell. How does this relate to topics like recycling? Is there a competition for brand attention in terms of business model innovation? Yeah, it's a very interesting conversation because we're very much focused on reuse. We want to reuse a garment as many times as possible. We see recycling as the last point in the journey. It's, it's the point where you can't do anything more with a garment. There's quite a lot of movement in the recycling world, but from what we've looked at it, it's very much in its infancy. There isn't a huge amount of technical awareness at the moment on recycling. Most garments have, are made up of very different parts. So being able to manage that from a recycling perspective efficiently um, is challenging. And also it's a cost. So why don't we try and reuse as many, our garments as many times as possible thinking about the concept that one clothing item might have many, many owners over its lifetime. It's, it's thinking about changing the mindset for brands and also the end user to think of them as not as consumers, but as a custodian of a clothing item for a certain period of time. Because pre-loved and rental are basically the same. It's just that they have different times of periods of rental. Given how much noise there's been about rental, resale and re-commerce, they still hold only a relatively small percentage of the overall market. I asked Andrew what's really needed to change that and get these models to scale. Yeah, the, the, the biggest challenge is to get the fashion brands and retailers to adopt circular fashion solutions. As we mentioned, a lot of, a lot of them have come at it from a sustainability perspective. And that's a good starting point, but it has to work commercially for the brands to be able to adopt it on the long term. We can't avoid the fact that we are working with businesses which fundamentally need to make a profit to be able to invest in their people and invest in their business. So therefore, it needs to be commercially correct for a brand to adopt it. Um, 
we believe here that we can easily illustrate that to brands. So that's one of the biggest barriers to be removed. Um, a lot of people talk about sustainability and sadly they associate it with cost. But what we've been able to demonstrate here um, internally, we've made lots of operational changes which have improved our sustainability credentials. But there's been a business reason to do them as well because they've been more cost effective. So I, I really argue the point that being more sustainable can be more profitable. So there's a real opportunity for brands to engage. And ACS has a role to play in supporting their circular economy ambitions by bringing rental, resale and re-commerce business models to life. Andrew is clear that this has to be driven by the economics. And that requires a fundamentally different way of thinking about fashion assets. There's obviously a long way to go, and it's no simple thing to solve. But ACS is proof that it is possible. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Circular Economy Show podcast, published by the Ellen McCarr Foundation. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review or share it with your friends and colleagues. We'll be back next week to meet another company working towards a circular economy for fashion. See you then.